Hi, listeners. As promised, this is part two of last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to part one, go and listen to it. And here is the rest of our 9-11 conspiracy theories. Yeah. Our second overarching theme is made it happen or make it happen on purpose. Okay. And the key factors for these theories is either collaborating with or framing Al-Qaeda for these attacks. Mm -hmm. And there's just kind of an odd range of how this was achieved. Well, and honestly, even going from the previous category to how you described this one of like letting it happen to making it happen. Just if you examine like the amount of moving parts and the idea that I think there's enough evidence out there to demonstrate that Al Qaeda is real and these people were doing these things, but the, the idea that someone from within the United States government was manipulating that established and well-known organization like it's already such a giant leap from from knowing that it's going to happen and letting it happen to making it happen that it's like all right i'm gonna sip more bud light and just enjoy the story because this is all bullshit yeah uh so our first theory still terrible in this is it's kind of this one's a little bit more gray as far as the making it happen or kind of letting it happen okay which is the air defense stand down theory mm. in which the North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, issued a stand down order. Mm. And also with contingency with this theory is that they deliberately scrambled fighters late to allow the hijacked planes to reach their targets without interference. Oh, okay. Although... So this one's a little a little bit of a mix. Yeah, because although they're going to even... I can already sort of empathize with the people in charge in thinking these are still American aircraft. So even if you have what you think yeah. is good intelligence, the last thing you want to do is be an American organization shooting down an American plane with American citizens on yeah. it. Yeah. So I... Yeah, that's like the most. It just, in a way, sounds very un-American, right? Even but, knowing everything that happened with nine eleven, it's still at the end of the day is like that's the most un-American thing yeah. I've ever heard. Well, yeah, Americans yeah. shooting Americans right. on the American planes. Well, and and especially even before all the events actually occurred. I would imagine that they had no idea what the overall devastation would be. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking like, even if the worst case scenario happened, it's still probably better fallout like PR wise than shooting down an American plane. Yeah. Yeah. And with this theory, There's a lot of talk that NORAD had the capabilities of locating and intercepting the planes and failed to do so 
allowing these attacks to occur. Yeah. And one of the first actions the of the hijackers for the planes was to turn off and disable each of the four aircraft transponders, which right. without those signals to identify like which plane is which and the different tail numbers, altitude speed and all of that, they just look like little blitz. Right. Among thousands of other little blips. It is interesting, too, to think that, like, because we live in the age now, again, it's, it's, it's weird to think that it's so far back at this point that, like, we live in the age of smartphones. Every device that we have almost has GPS. And so, I mean... So you can see what planes are over you right now right. with an iPhone. Ex exactly, yeah. And so the idea that turning off that transponder essentially just makes them a, a blank sort of blip on the radar. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that they wouldn't want to send something out uh, to try to find something. They're basically flying blind. I mean, especially by today's standards, yeah. they have no idea what they're looking at. Yeah. And there's a lot of back and forth with that, with whether or not there was shared Intel back and forth with us and Al Qaeda about where exactly to find these transponder signals to turn them off. Oh, okay. I am already amused at like, like we're on, we're on essentially step two of like an internet iceberg of conspiracy theories. And it's already so less believable than the, the money. One. The money one is still the most believable by like a lot. Money talks. It really does. Yeah. Money talks. No, yeah, so. yeah. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. There were also only 14 fighter jets on alert in the contiguous 48 oh, states. Oh, wow. So that, that does exclude Alaska and Hawaii. For, for anyone who doesn't understand As, obviously, contiguous. Obviously, yeah. who, who does not know what If you haven't taken like third grade geography, come on, people. Contiguous. Well, for anyone who is an international li listener and maybe doesn't entirely know what we mean how by that. How dare you to be inclusive? bite me <laughs> yeah no that is surprising though for i no. mean I, I don't know for even 48 states only have 14 right because i mean it feels they, very minimal well and i was just gonna say like if you narrow it down to just four flights but even still you're i mean these are giant airliners they can cover a lot of ground you would assume that they would have jets prepared for a larger region yeah more than 14 that yeah. does sound small yes and currently the air force keeps a minimum of 35 fighter jets wow on alert eight refueling tankers and a pair of e3 airborne warning and control aircraft huh. which is and that is because of 9 11 not like they were doing right. this before they're doing that after because of what happened well, see, every every step, it feels like we're we're taking a, a little bit of a dive into conspiracy and then we come back. Because, like, back. when you think about, like, 14 versus 35, that's basically double. So, yeah, if you think of a time pre 9-11 versus now it's 35, 14 actually seems like a lot. <laughs> like, that, yeah, you would assume that every like damn near every 
available fighter is ready to go, like, by today's standards. And you're like, ah, it's only 35. The Air Force is just sitting, like, right next to the planes every day. Yeah, and so you're saying that even in today's age of, like, having the TSA and, you know, pre-check stuff, and it's like, so even after 9-11, there's only 35 planes that are ready to go. It's like 14 actually seems pretty good for a pre-9-11 era. Well, so the thing that is different about the Mm. pre-9-11 era is that one being that a plane in the U.S. had not been hijacked since 1979. Oh, yeah. So almost a full 30, 25 years. Yeah, it had basically been forgotten. Like, this just doesn't happen. Going back to how different technology has been, like we were talking about earlier, they had to physically pick up a landline and dial NORAD on the phone. They couldn't, like, send something out on, like, a signal. They had to call that. Yeah, there's, I suppose that's a good point. There isn't, like, text messaging, emails aren't really super prevalent at this point for that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, they have to pick up a call. Like a radar alert. They had to pick up the phone, dial their number call them and hope somebody picks up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. So there's, there's that. It is weird looking back and like growing up in this era and thinking just how different technology is. Cause we take it for granted so much now. And it's like, you can, yeah. you can see, you can pull up a map on an, on an application on your phone. Um, that shows you someone bringing food to your house. And this is in an age where they couldn't perfectly pinpoint a plane that had been hijacked. Yeah. This is the time where you're using, I don't even know if you're, is this like before MapQuest where you're physically pulling out the map I think so. in your car? It's at least, it's at least, or yeah, it's at least during the transition. Yeah, because we, we, we certainly yeah. had certain internet things. MapQuest might have existed, but it definitely, I mean, there again, we don't even, I know MapQuest still exists, but it's, it's not even really part of our vernacular anymore is how old this is. It it almost didn't even exist then. Like the idea, I guess to put it in perspective. And then it would have been like a huge deal. Right. To put it in perspective, the first experience I had with anything like that was when we were kids and we had a computer at our mom's house where we got discs that was like Windows Maps. And so it was probably from like 98 and you had to, fi- if you Yay. wanted updated maps, you had to get the physical discs. Uh, and it was sort of map Ooh. quest. They still couldn't really do like, like turn by turn directions, but it was essentially pre map quest stuff. And yeah, I mean, that was, so yeah, map quest by 2001 was probably barely on anyone's mind. Interesting. idea. Yeah. That. Yeah. So. I mean, Y2K just happened the year before. That's how, yeah. that's how old this is. Uh, yeah. It is a very different time. Yeah, screw terrorism. People thought that turning to the year 2000 was going to drop planes from the sky. That's how yes. old this is. And at this time, all other NORAD interceptions were also limited. 
to offshore air defense identification zones. Oh. So even if they potentially got the call, there's a chance they maybe couldn't even have done anything. Yeah. Because. For whatever reason, they either don't have the technology or oh, the personnel have, like, or the, the procedure. Right. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> that's weird to think. Yeah. They literally couldn't do anything. Cause that's, I mean, that's like a whole big thing is having the air clearance so that you yourself do not get shot down. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other thing. And the, I will say the longest warning NORAD had for interceptions or the longest warning they received, sorry, I was reading the other line right above that, was uh, eight minutes for the American Airlines Flight 11. Oh, like the first one that hit one of the towers? Yes. So they had about eight minutes. Prior, right. So their warning was... Before it hits the tower. Yeah, that's... You'd, that's not enough time. Which, if you watch the news reports, it was long enough that like news reports picked it up and they're like, there's this really low-flying aircraft and it's weird. Well, and especially over New York, I can see that being picked up pretty early because you could see it coming. And, yeah. and enough people live there, obviously. They're like, this is odd. I can see eight minutes being enough yeah. time for them to literally physically see a plane coming and then being like, Hey, this, anybody else seeing this is weird, right? Yeah. I think as a, for the news coverage, it was a mix of like civilians calling in and them like actually getting Intel from mm -hmm. the government. But I think it was mostly people being like, are you like look covering this? Cause like, what is happening? Yeah. It, this is weird. Well, and it, as much as we've been kind of slamming like old old style technology and stuff. Even uh, I keep coming back to Y2K because that feels so 90s. Um, but yeah. This still was in the age of like cell phone videos. We did have a lot of people who already had phones that could take video. And, you know, I mean, that's how we have a lot of the footage that we have. It's just kind of weird to think yeah. that as far back as this is, it's, it's such a weird time of like a transition of technology. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. The second flight that hit the South Tower, they didn't hear anything until it was happening. Oh. As it was physically colliding with the tower, that's when they were like, hey, this is happening, and maybe this is concerning. That was when the second plane hit. Yeah. That feels a little more embarrassing. People were very much preoccupied. Oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah, there is kind of a flip side of it. Everyone was like, what is happening with this tower? And you also see this in like the reflection of the news stories where they're like, that's true. Oh my gosh. Like the building's on fire. And they're like, what's happening. And then you see the second one just come right in and hit it. And they're like, oh my God, where, where did it come from? Like nobody saw the second one coming almost. Well, and that's kind of another I, like, I was really getting ready to kind of rip them a new one on the idea of, like, after the first one, you weren't ready for the second. But that's really kind of a, another remark of just how unprecedented this was. Like, one plane hitting a building is so unusual 
that you're not looking for a second one to happen within not even the same day, like the same week. Like that's not going to happen. And then yeah. with, within hours within or is it, was it minutes? I don't even remember. I want to say it was a difference of the first tower was hit at like eight fifteen, And then the second one was hit around like eight thirty. So it's yeah. like maybe a span of 20 minutes at the most. Yeah. You're, I mean, yeah, you're definitely not going to be expecting a second one to come in, but yeah, now that you mention it, even most of the footage is the second tower being hit. It's not the first one because nobody was expecting it obviously. But yeah, now, yeah, it's weird to think that the footage we have is because they were looking at the first tower that was smoking. And They're then all of a sudden, yeah, a second plane just shows up. Oh. Yeah, because there's, and I've I've done like some research with this with just like the news stories where there's some where they're like watching the plane and they're like, oh, that's so weird that there's a slow flying plane and they're following it and they like watch it unfold. Whereas there are some that get right as, right after the first tower has been hit and they're like, yeah, no, the tower was hit by an airplane and like we think the building's on fire. Like, we don't know what's happening. It's, yeah. and they're like, oh no, it's smoking. And they're just kind of narrating it as it happens. Right. Yeah. That's what I remember too, is there just being a lot of confusion and they're like, we don't know yeah. if the smoke is from the plane, if it's coming from the building itself. And then they break in their own narration as a second plane hits the other building. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. 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 And so, Definitely, we're not expecting a second airline to hit a building. Yeah, for sure. So with that, they were alerted to the third flight, which hit the Pentagon three minutes before it hit. Because at that point, they were kind of looking for something else. Mm -hmm. They're like, we had to, like, are there more? And they didn't hear anything about flight uh, 93, the one that the United height, that flight that was the United flight mm -hmm. that hit the field. Yeah. The one that went, it's kind of the famous one. Yeah. I, th I think the, the movie is even just called flight 93. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the one that the passengers essentially intervened on. Yeah. So there's just a lot of confusion with NORAD. And I think a, a good amount of where that comes from is just, people not fully understanding what they do and you know and how they do it yeah looking back i feel like it's even easier to criticize people just because as someone living in the modern day you you know that there were four flights you know that two hit the towers you know one hit the pentagon you know one landed in a field and it's really easy to question like how did you not see this coming and then even nowadays with reports of like they knew that there were terrorist plots afoot, you know, looking back, especially mm -hmm. the way you're laying it out here. It's like, again, with how unprecedented this is, even from the first tower being hit to the second, it does. It, it is a new perspective in the idea of it makes sense that they wouldn't be looking for it. It's never happened. Yeah. And then the idea that there's yeah. two, wait, there's three, wait, there's fucking four. Yeah, I, I can see it really makes sense now that yeah. they're like, they literally would have no idea that this is happening. Yeah. With that, a lot, of, it leads to suspicion of people being like, oh, well, like they, they made it happen. Like, that's why they were acting this way. Like, of, of course, like yeah. they purposely did things later. Right. Which 
and you're not expecting it and they weren't yeah this kind of would be how it would happen and and again I mean, it is how it yeah and again i can't help remarking on the fact that like going just from the first level of conspiracy to the second i'm already so further back from the conspiracy than like the first one with the money makes so much sense and then you go to the next one of like they it's all chaos they have no idea what's happening it's like there's no way they have fucking clue yeah and just going from the money it kind of makes sense that like any inkling of anything happening like on wall street they almost wouldn't want that word to get out because then they would be able to capitalize on it more so it's like, yeah, it makes sense yeah. that they wouldn't alert the government because they want to profit off of that, which is of course. really a dark thought, but capitalism. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> capitalism at its finest. Yeah, they don't care. They want money. No. Yeah. And another theory is that it was not Al-Qaeda. It was Israeli agents. And that oh. they had the foreknowledge of the attacks and that they either were involved or they just knew about it and didn't do anything. Israeli. More <laughs> because they're like, this benefits us. So like, yeah. See, now we've gone from, a, we've gone to a whole new category. I wasn't even expecting. I know. Like, okay, I get the money thing. I get the terrorism angle. Why would Israel want this to happen? That's the thing I could not fathom and could not find anything on. Okay. The only thing I can think of is just people being super anti-Semitic. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like, That's the only thing I myself could get a conclusion to is that people that are like, it's the Israeli agents. Yeah. They knew what was happening. They wanted this to happen. They're like, <laughs> it just takes weird turns where they're like, oh, like they employed Al Qaeda, like they did this, right. and uh, you know, it's like, li- uh, why? And they're like, it's because they're Jews, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, like oddly enough, what? just with the history of like anti-Semitism, I'm automatically like, oh, I got it. Like that is the point. The whole point is just to be anti-Semitic. Oh, okay, then it makes sense. Yeah, suddenly, yeah. suddenly this theory holds the suddenly, most water. Suddenly, it makes a lot more yeah, sense it's now. like, oh, just people being assholes for no real reason. Oh, okay, yeah, that no, that makes the yeah. most sense. Great. Yeah, humans just being pieces of shit. Great. There was. An incident in New York four hours after the attacks. Oh. Some FBI agents arrested five Israelis who were filming everything standing on top of, like, a white van. Okay. And their neighbors reported them for suspicious behavior, being like, they aren't sad that this is happening. Like, they're too joyous. Like, they <laughs> they seem happy. That's not like the most New York thing to complain about for a neighbor is that they are too happy. Yeah. <laughs> Which if you are so like, it's it just kind of goes back to the fact that people react to situations differently. Right. And just because you want someone to react a certain way and they don't, it doesn't mean that they aren't feeling emotions or like upset about what is happening. Well, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit it now, like as a, as more of an adult, but the, the thing I do remember in school, um, 
a lot of our teachers were upset because we weren't really taking it seriously. And as young kids, what we saw was a really cool explosion on TV. And so I can kind of, like, we had no concept of what was actually happening. And so if I can try to put myself in the mindset of, like, a young person with a camera in that moment, they could have just been mm-hmm. super psyched to get incredible footage in their own city, like, that they would never be able to get otherwise. Maybe they were film students. I don't know. I'm just saying it's, like, it's yeah. weird that we would jump to the idea of them being Israeli agents. Yeah. And it's also one of those things, like, they could have been recording it because they're like, no way this is happening. Like. I gotta get this on camera. Well, right, and the uh, yeah, the idea that the only the only accounting we have is of some random other person just saying that they look too happy. They could be describing yeah. them in a way that isn't even even entirely accurate. They're just enthusiastic about yeah. getting up and getting this footage. The, yeah, I mean, they might even not be happy. They're just trying to get the footage what any way they can. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, people were upset that they weren't, like, shocked and in absolute horror and upset or, you know, because they maybe weren't showing the emotion they wanted to or that they felt they should be acting a certain way. They reported them. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but they're they're on this white van. Then the FBI's like, oh, no, not a white van. Those are the worst vans. So they then thought that they were providing a cover for an Israeli intelligence operation. No, for sure. Because, like, what you want to do if you're trying to keep a low profile and is get on top of a van. So, you know, they're they're upset that's about like, this van. That's Yeah, th- that was the last thing I heard before it froze. And I was just thinking, like, yeah, because obviously what you would want to do as an intelligence agency, presumably you're trying to keep a low profile. The thing you want to do is throw a bunch of people up on a van with camera equipment. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Definitely. Yeah. And a spokesperson for the Israeli embassy was like, they have no involvement, have not, will not, have never been in any sort of intelligence operation. They're just random citizens. Right. Like, even if they are Israeli, we don't have anything to do with them. So they're not agents, air quotes. They're not an agent. Like, what? Yeah. No, this isn't happening. No. By the way, America, this is happening on your watch. So even if they are Israeli, this is your deal. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah stop blaming so then us. The FBI, the FBI did conclude that they were not involved and had no foreknowledge of the attack. So they let them go and were like, oop, or bad. <laughs> sorry, guys. We're so sorry. We're the FBI. You know, like no hard feelings. We're post 90s FBI. We're just trying to figure stuff. We're trying to figure ourselves out. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, just people being anti-Semitic and just wanting to hate on people. It's like, why does every conspiracy theory eventually have to come like down to anti-Semitic? I don't know. there's always got to be know. there's always got to be one level where it's like ah, it's the Jews and it's like really can we just take a break for once? Can we stop? It never please? has been. Can we stop going there? Like just Jesus, come on. Yeah. So we are now at our final destination. Oh boy. Of the government is lying to us. Okay, I'm already like just with that phrase. I'm already back to the idea of yeah, okay, this is believable. 
Like, I mean, that's... It is believable that they could be lying, lying to us, but this I am unsure. I, was just, I am excited to see, like, what the level is. Because just that phrase... And honestly, just as a citizen, I'm kind of comfortable with a little bit of it, where it's like, there are certain things I feel like I don't want to know about. Like, maybe... I was surprised the first time I started reading about how often the president is threatened. Like the actual just overall number a of lot. yeah yeah it's it's insane like basically every day there's usually at least one sort yeah. of threat like credible threat every single day and it's like that feels like a lot and then you know in the modern age you learn about how many mass shootings there are and you're like oh okay it's really not that many and it just gets depressing but like the idea yeah. that the government could be hiding stuff from us it's like okay at a certain level I kind of feel like they have a good reason to hide shit but. Anyway, I could say this is something we know is not like the in general, the government lying to us is not something that is necessarily incorrect. Right. But for this, I have such a hard time. Okay. Taking that leap. The level to which they're lying or like the the way that they lie is maybe not act or believable. Yes. Okay. So the the. Believers of this theory is that the actual truth would call for a new investigation into the events of September 11. Oh, wow. Which. Interesting. I could see that for the insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> but then this is the leg they choose to stand on, which is that the World Trade Center was. Not exactly a result of the planes crashing and collapsing the buildings, but that it was a controlled demolition of yes. the buildings. <laughs> That's the one and, I remember the most. Yes, it is not a secret that they were doing renovations and that some of the floors were vacant because they were renovating and like fixing structures. But that is where this theory really thrives because they're like, this is where people have the opportunity to plant little bombs and stuff to bring the building down. Mm -hmm. So this was all done in advance. And the biggest supporters of this theory is Brigham Young University oh, no. physicist Stephen E. Jones. Oh, no. <laughs> Architect Richard Gage, software engineer Jim Hoffman, and theologian David Ray Griffin. Oof. The, the first and last are the ones that concern me the most. Like, the, the theologian... The physicist really concerns me. Okay. Well, that's really, fair. like, Someone oh. who should know what they're talking about. I was mostly just going off of, you like... You should know that objects in motion yeah. cause destruction when they are stopped. Suddenly, yeah, there tends to be a great generation of heat and, uh, you know, physical calamity. I was mostly just thinking like there's so much energy in that. Yeah, stopping. I was more just thinking like the theologian and someone from Brigham Young University is like, uh, OK, I've, I'm already not on board with your general ideals. So the idea that you're yes. leading a conspiracy theory makes it hold less water automatically. Yeah, so they all argue that the aircraft impacts and the resulting fires could not have weakened the building to the point where they would have 
collapse. Yeah. You're like, this is not physically possible. I'm like, well, you know how fast planes can move, right? Yeah. Like. And I do remember a lot of. Real fast. Yeah, I do remember a lot of people talking about, um, like, the jet fuel wouldn't be able to get hot enough to melt a girder. But the the argument that always comes back is like, you remember they flew into it though, right? Like the girders aren't designed to they have, have the a ch- energy yeah. there. Yeah. They're not designed to be hit. Right, exactly. Way. So it's like, okay, I, sure, maybe they didn't melt, but you remember that it's a giant piece of twisted metal that's flung into the side of a building, right? They're going real fast and they just crash into it. That creates a yeah. lot of energy. So shit's going to happen. Well, it's like, think of when children play with Legos Mm -hmm. and they build up a tower and then they throw something at it. (laughs) It comes down. That's it doesn't matter if you have this like strong base for it. It's going to come down. Well, and then even the idea that um, they didn't collapse right away. And it's like, well, it would have had to have been the fuel that was like burning away the girders. And it's like. Well, even if you take the Lego example, that's on a much smaller scale. We're talking now about a giant structure that has been weakened in a certain way. Even if you take it with just the plane hitting it, it might take a while for all of the forces to actually, like, sort of migrate through the building. And, you know, eventually it will collapse. It's like, it's just a giant thing. I'm also not an engineer. I don't know. Well, there. so you also have to take into account that with them doing renovations, these aren't new buildings. Very true, yeah. There's wear and tear just from weather. Yeah. They. So already, it's not the most structurally sound, perfect building. Very true. They, it yeah. has weak spots. It has points that aren't perfect. So in the right circumstances like being hit by a plane, it's going to come down. Yeah, yeah so that's a good point. Yeah, because aren't they like from the 70s? Do you happen to... I want to say so. I want to say they were built in the 70s. Yeah, like you said, these are... I am not 100% are, sure. Yeah, these are not new buildings. So they're... You're yeah. already buildings that I've are facing... No, that's a good way to put it. Think Actually, as a matter of fact, going back to like the Lego idea, think about a, a Lego building your kid built like 20 years ago. And yeah. then try to shake it a little bit. It's probably not going <laughs> to hold as well. Yeah. No. No. So there's also an argument that thermite, which is like a metal powder, metal oxide that's explosive. Mm-hmm. And nanothermite composites were in the dust and debris from the buildings. And that those are generally used for explosives. But right, right. I also cannot speak to what building materials contained when those buildings were built. And I did just look it up. They and having were changes in like regulations. Right. Oh, that's a good point then. too. Yeah. It it it's it's hard to say right now exactly like what the anti like anti-inflammatory or or flame mm-hmm. retardant materials might have been used. They were built in 1973. So this is almost 30 years later. So they are already pretty yeah. old buildings. Well, I mean, like, we used to have lead paint in <laughs> the 60s and 70s. My high school had asbestos in it. 
They were my college had asbestos <laughs> in it, and this was not like I was in college in the late teens. Yeah, no, a lot. Is, is that what we're, is that what it's called? Aughts. I'm like twenty. Yeah, the teens. The... It's like after the aughts. It's the te- it would be the yeah, teens. Yeah, it's the teens. Like, it's weird. As in college from 2013 to 2018. Real quick aside, I do like the idea that a lot of people, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos talking about how we're in the new age of the roaring 20s because, hey, yeah. what happened right before the 1920s? There was a huge plague. There was a fucking the plague. Yeah, and they're like, so oh. we're, yeah, so we're probably due for another era of the raging 20s because we just happened to be a century later and we had another pandemic. But but yeah, yeah so these are buildings that were built in the 70s. A lot of the buildings in the US were new in the 70s. And by the time the 2000s roll around, yeah, yeah I mean, like my high school, your like, college. You used lead paint. <laughs> you used asbestos. We can't have these things anymore. Like, they're not good for yeah. us, as we have found out now. And even how, like, comedy changes. I was just thinking there's a line in one of the either Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, like one of the David Spade. Uh, oh, my God. I can't think of his name right now. You might have to. I don't might know. have to edit a little bit of this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Chris Farley. There it is. David Spade oh, and Chris like Farley movies. Right. Yeah. There's a line where he talks about, did you eat paint chips as a kid? That's not even a concept oh. anymore. Be- yeah, you say that to someone, they don't know what that means. Right. Well, they're even like, when I... You say that to a young person, they're yeah. like, what? I mean, even when I saw that movie when it came out, I had to ask someone what that meant. That just wasn't really a thing, because we we didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about, hey, the paint is flaking off the wall, mm. don't let your toddler lick their hand although it does as as another quick aside it does make one wonder like even as a kid what are we gonna discover in the next 20 years i'm just gonna say what what inherent stupidity was in people back then i wouldn't have thought to eat the paint chips off of the wall why would that happen if you were young enough to not understand that that's not a thing you should do like, the, the fact that that's a line in a movie is weird to me, because if you were young enough to eat paint chips, you wouldn't remember eating paint chips. You would just have already been I, affected by it. It's so dumb. I actually do know a little something about this Ooh, in really? that there is okay. a... Were they tasty? I, I'm not sure if this classifies as, like, a disorder or what it is exactly, but it's a uh, pica where you eat things you're not supposed to. And it's just well, an urge people have, sure. which is like eating dirt. Sure, sure. Eating clay. But isn't that a fairly... Eating paint chips. Yeah, but isn't that a fairly rare condition? It is. It's not something that people do it's, often. Yeah, so like, I, there is that. It's Yeah, I wouldn't think it's prevalent enough to be a joke in a movie about a kid who yeah. grew up in the 70s eating paint chips. Like that, all I'm saying is it was common enough back then that some, that they just yeah. wrote the line to say, did you ever eat paint chips? And I had no concept of what that even was. So it was common enough yeah. at a certain point with lead-based paint that it makes you wonder what was happening at that time. Because you still get paint yeah. flakes occasionally nowadays like paint isn't perfect 
But we do have yeah. mostly like aluminum siding, but it's like the idea that chi- there was an era where children were just picking these things up off the floor, off of the ground and eating them. It makes you wonder like, where do weird things? Yeah, where were your parents? Weird. What was happening? Latchkey kids, maybe? Yeah. Goddamn boomers. Maybe the paint wasn't even the problem. Why are your children eating the paint chips? We don't know. And that's what you know. Yeah, we're finally at the heart of what this episode is, which is just hashtag America. America. We don't know. We're drinking Bud Light. Yeah. Eating frozen uh, sugar. Yes. Uh, So. Jones, our our trusty physicist, has no explanation as to what exactly is needed to bring down a building. Well, okay. I mean, that's not helpful at all. He's like, well, think, and specifically what would need to be done to bring down a building without drawing attention to it. Right. In the way that just blowing up a building would. So that's the other hole in this theory is that like, oh, well, like they used explosives. Wouldn't you notice that? Right. Just like a huge explosion happening. Not to mention the idea that like I've. Yeah, because a lot of the conspiracy theories are like it's a controlled demolition. It's a very elaborate, well-designed thing. The, the little bit that I've seen of what that looks like is there are cables everywhere. There's you know, people and devices and stuff like it's stuff that would be hard yeah. to, to hide, even if there were construction or like, like, you know, re like, like floors that were being worked on the way that it yeah. fell, like the way that people assume that it happened, this would be a decades long sort of project. And you would see people everywhere. Yeah. Where, yeah like, eh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, it is one of those things that they're like, oh, well, they put it on the sides where the buildings face each other because, like, people wouldn't see that. And yep. not a single demolition person is like, yeah, that actually makes sense. They're like, why would we have a demolition of a building where people are actively working inside of it? Right. Like, what is the point of that? Which I suppose is where the conspiracy level thinking comes in because it's like, well, it was a false flag action. You know, it's like we we wanted to we wanted to attack the Middle East. So we had to do something. And it's like the amount of people that would be involved in this would devastate the amount of money that would need to be paid out would devastate the American economy. Oh, it would. Yeah, There's no way they would be able to hide the funds for this. Pay every single person mm-hmm. to be an actor to do this. You cannot pay right. what I gotta go back to how many We have pictures of people was. jumping from buildings. The amount of yeah, money you cannot pay the three thousand people exactly for acting for this. Yeah. It's, it's a lot no. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that our economy if if the if that many people were actually paid to take certain actions that were taken even in the eras eras, even in the years leading up to this, government would have been destroyed. <laughs> there would at least be some yeah. evidence of of this occurring, which I, I suppose there's a lot of things that people put forth that they call evidence, but it doesn't really hold water. Yeah, it's 
It just doesn't make sense. And then our last argument for this lie is that there is the no planes theory. I've never heard that before. What? You've never heard of- no. <laughs> oh, this one is a wild trip. Let me tell I you. I thought that the last one was wild. No planes. Okay, now I'm in, now is, I'm really into it. This is the argument that um, there were no planes used in this attack. Well, that would be quite a trick. That would and really that- be impressive. The support for this is that it is physically impossible that Boeing planes could have penetrated the steel frames mm. of the buildings. Okay. No, I, th- I think I have heard a little bit of this. In, in particular, not, not to jump ahead again, but I, I, if, I, if I remember, a lot of this hinges on the idea that the Pentagon has like four layers of walls and shit. And they're like, the, the plane that hit the Pentagon went like through the first two or three or something. And they're like, there's no way. It had to be a ballistic missile. Yeah, so that is part of the theory is that it had to be a missile that was surrounded by holograms to make it look like an airplane. (laughs) Which I'm going to say right now, let's also not forget how quickly something can become deadly and destroy things. Oh, yeah. Just either through speed and like velocity. Right. And that the amount of energy for going back to physics and object in motion will stay in motion being stopped at that creates so much energy and force. Yeah. Things kind of explode. Well, and and look, if anyone saw the Tupac hologram, If you think that was cutting edge, if you think we had the technology available to make a missile look like a plane flying through the air that convincingly, you're lying to yourself. Yes. And the whole missile idea does not account for eyewitness accounts. And let's not forget that any sort of mainstream technology using holograms was not used until the late aughts. Right. And e- and again, even like, then, it wasn't... It, the conditions had to be perfect. You, you had to have a yeah. certain viewpoint, and you had to basically control the space. You can't just put something in the sky... This isn't this isn't the helicarrier from the MCU where they can just like put on certain like cameras and shit and have it look like the sky. (laughs) This is again, Y2K happened the year before we don't have holographic planes. We just don't. This is this is when we still had ski free on computers. What is ski free? Have you never? Why do people not know this game? Oh my god, this is a game! Oh wait, is it where you're it's going a down a? You're skiing it's down like a hill. Ski hill, and you just you go back and forth oh, like okay. this, yeah, and no. then the spaghetti comes out at you from like behind the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, that no. Was okay. Still a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort and of. If you look at the graphics on that. Do you yeah. really think we could have created a hologram plane? Yeah, it was the early aughts version of Flappy Bird. It was the. It was the ski. Oh my god, I did play that a little bit. 
Yeah. I, I loved playing that game. It's good times. So it, it is one of those things, like, when you think about what they used, the Tupac hologram, and was it, like, 2006? I think it was even, I think it was later. I think it was in the, it, I think it was after 2010. I think it was in the teens. Either way, it wasn't very good. No, it was. Well, because that's the thing that disappointed yeah. me. It's like, do, do you remember the the hoverboard? There is tech, yeah. which is impressive because that technology does exist. Like the commercial they used with Tony Hawk, it does exist, but it requires super cool nitrogen like uh, uh, magnets on a very specific track. That goes down a certain, yeah. and when you look at the Tupac footage, it's basically a plastic sheet that is being like, like carted across the stage and it's shimmering. Yeah. It's like, really? Do you actually think we have the technology to make a missile look like a plane in a three dimensional space in the sky in 2001? Granted, yeah. the one thing that kind of lends credence to that is that the technology that would become Bluetooth was actually started in World War II, so in, like, 1942, 45, or But it's not yeah. the Bluetooth we have now. That, till, that still took over half a century to get to the pods that you have in your ears. Like, it's yeah. not the same thing. So any kind of hologram yeah. technology is not going to work the way you think it would uh, work for this conspiracy yeah. theory in 2001. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yes, and their main argument is that you should watch the videos frame by frame. Okay, yeah. And that's when you will notice it. I'm like, our video quality in 2001 was not good. Right. No, yeah, not at all. So... Yeah, I mean, again, that was... Uh... God, when and this, did... is, this is not a Hollywood film. Right. Which, like... Look at a Hollywood film from like the '90s, early 2000s. You're like, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's not like anything we have now. Anything like CGI, any of that. It's like, who? What is happening? Well, yeah, and I was just thinking, Which, like, actually, Hercules, Disney movie Hercules, is a great example of that technology. The like multiple headed dragon thing is CGI, and it's like one of the first uses yeah. of it the oh you're right yeah the, you that, you're like, what although oh. i don't mean to contradict you you are you are correct it's one of the earlier but aladdin actually took uh a little bit if you look real closely at both the cave of wonders and when they do the um the uh the carpet ride yeah the carpet ride through oh. as the cave of wonders is kind of collapsing it is early CGI. It's bad CGI, but it is early. And it's like... I didn't know they used CGI in that movie. A little bit. If you go back and look, it's it, it yeah. blends pretty well. But again, it's not anywhere near creating a real-looking plane. It's impossible. Yeah, it's really cartoonish. Yeah, these, these are the companies at the height of that technology for that era. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of truth movement veterans have repeatedly refuted the no plane claim, nice. which is the truth movement is 
people speaking out and being like, no, this is the actual truth of 9-11, not like this weird. If I am getting that right, I believe it is the, um, that is not actually what's happening. Like, stop with the bullshit. Yeah. And this theory is repeatedly taken off of conspiracy theory websites and refuted by advocates because they're like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, what? And some people who do post this have been threatened by violence by other people on websites. Holy shit. Because they're like, this is so stupid. <laughs> now that's the American way. When you, when you, hear, <laughs> when you hear something posted on, on the internet that's dumb, you attack the shit out of them. That's America. Yeah. So that is, of all the theories we have, that one is the least believable. Yeah, and, I, I have to admit, I really didn't think there would be another level, but that one is truly unbelievable. Yes, that and that is the it is more of a shallow dive of these theories because right. you can make an entire podcast series talking about each of these going into specific detail. And we're not doing that today. Yeah, even so still, is this is probably this is probably the longest episode we've ever recorded. So, I mean, still, like, even as a light dive, that's, yeah. that's a lot of stuff. Yes, that is, that is our 9-11 conspiracy theories. Wow. Yay. Well, thank you. That was, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Some, like, some of these I didn't know. It's like the no planes theory or the... Uh, First and last for me, I think. I did not realize there was so much... Um, economy stuff involved or, or like wall street stuff that that was a yeah. genuine surprise and i wouldn't have thought about i i've never heard of the hologram thing that is insane i haven't either and it's it's insane to me i've heard the government lying to us and me like oh like they created this conflict or like they let it happen so that like we could then go to war and like this and that like yeah. i've heard those theories before mm-hmm but not the, oh, there's insider trading. And right. then there were no planes at all. Yeah. Well, and even the idea of like, if you look really close at footage of the buildings collapsing, you can see what looks like little explosions coming out at each floor. Or even the yeah. idea that they fell straight down. They fell so well, it looks like demolition. Okay, I can see how that would be compelling. But you're, the idea yeah. that... Your conspiracy, like you're overlooking the idea of the demolition of the building. Your conspiracy theory is that we had hologram technology that is that advanced. Why you are really yeah. grasping at straws, straws that don't exist. Yeah, yeah. So some of them, like it makes more sense than others, and some you're like this. Like I could see what you're saying, and then it takes a wild left turn. You're like, oh, yeah. what? Well, seeing what? seeing as we are at the end, would you care to give a, a rating for our pairing for this week? Um, I'm gonna give a popsicle like a solid six. Nice, because I like it, but I don't feel like as a popsicle, I'm like blown away. Right, it's it's a popsicle. Yeah. I like it. I'm not impressed. The Bud Light, I'm gonna give like a two. Okay. Because it is as I know we like to call it here piss beer. <laughs> I think that's and fair. that it doesn't taste good, 
And it's like drinking water. Absolutely. I agree. I I am going to go with, you know what? I'm going to give the popsicle a nine. It's, uh, okay. it is exactly what I wanted. And it's even, it was almost better than I remembered it being. It was perfectly refreshing. It was delicious. It was the exact root beer flavor I wanted. It was, it was almost perfect. The beer is a, is, if I could give it a zero, we're on a scale of one to 10. I have to give it a one. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, it it's is, a bad beer. it's a bad beer. It's terrible. As a pairing, I'm going to go with four. The beer is so bad. It drags my nine for the, like the, the pair is down below yeah. a five. It's awful. I'd, I'd give the pair a fork just because the beer's not good and the popsicles. Like, it pairs interestingly together, but I would not say that I would do the two together again. No, I certainly... I can see how it would work. Like, I can see these being a thing that exists together on the 4th of July. You're sitting down, you're watching a parade. The, yeah. the kids are enjoying their popsicles. The humans are enjoying... Or the humans, wow. The, the humans. adults. <laughs> they're not children, they're humans. The adults is what I was trying to say, are enjoying their beer. The adult humans. If you're an adult who goes for a popsicle and then reaches for a Bud Light, you have, there's something wrong in your head. That is, it doesn't work. It's terrible. It's a weird combination together. Just stop buying Bud Light. It's so bad. <laughs> I did not mean I'm to. I'm not going to discourage people to not buy it because it promotes our Colorado economy. I mean, selfishly. to be fair, we're not talking about Coors. I I think Coors is slightly better from the last time I had it. No, but... it's um, Anheuser Anheuser Busch's Colorado. Oh, but sure. Coors isn't. They're not the same company. No, Coors is. Wait, really? They're not the same company. Oh, they're... oh, yeah, no, no, no. Coors. I'm pretty sure they're both. Yes, I... here. Okay, yeah, we're on the same page now. Yeah, I think I Coors think they're both like Colorado above, based. Yeah, it... although. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is it's a Colorado-based company. Although potential preview for what might be a new episode, we got to look into the Coors family and the company. If you haven't listened, you, yes. yeah, you got to look into some Coors shit. That's some crazy shit going on there. So maybe in the future, but adding it to our list right now. Absolutely. And if you have a topic that you want to suggest, please email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at peculiarpairpod on Twitter and. See us on Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod. You can also find us on yes. Patreon and let us know if there's something you want to hear or whatever. I got to yeah. get better at we'll that. We'll do exclusive content for Patreon. We're working on it. Yeah. And, you know, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your friend who you think would just enjoy us. Yeah. Go on or to you know a coworker. Go on whoever. to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Give us a review, five stars or whatever. If we get to a hundred followers on Instagram, we're gonna do a special thing. I'm put I'm putting that down right now. I, I don't Ooh, yeah. All bets are on. Yeah, exactly. Let me see where we're at currently. Oh so yeah. I haven't, our, I haven't looked at that in a while. Is. I'm on my own account. We are at 75 currently, so we just really? need 25 more. Okay, yeah. cool. I didn't think we I didn't think we were going to break 70. So that's pretty that's pretty good. I'll be honest. I'm pretty happy with that. Pretty content. Yeah, 75. Yeah. Holy shit. Follow know. us, like us, share us. Even if you don't like us, us, like us. 
Please. Please. <laughs> don't the sound. Please. <laughs> please. Can you just. Yeah. Oh, that's a great please, way. Uh, yeah, that's a great know. way to get people. Please, sir. I would like please, another sir. like. Could you give me a like? Uh, well, we made we it. We love you, listeners. Yeah, we made it through another one. It's a long one. And we will see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.